0: Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor.
1: Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Tonight we're
2: going to share a wonderful dream come true together. In nineteen fifty five, an amazing man named Walt Disney dreamt of a magic kingdom.
1: All come to this happy place, welcome.
0: Everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad I am your host, co-host, Jungle Cruiser, sitting next to my co-host Hyperspace Mountaineer, what's going on man? How's it going? I think I said your name really loud just now, sorry uh, fans out there, that was loud I think we're good Um, yeah Here we go, starting off every episode with the shoutouts Before the shoutouts, really quick, we did not get a an un-Instagram winner, if I can speak uh, so we're going to do a new one this week because everyone has the two weeks, except this week you only have one week because we're going to record back-to-back episodes like we used to. We're going to do a little throwback, I guess. Um, so Disney Lover 2016 from Instagram, you are our newer winner. Our, our new winner, if I can say that clearly. So uh, get back at us uh, on our Instagram, all aboard1955, Gmail um all aboard 1955 at gmail.com whatever you have to do to get back to us to claim your t-shirt um and if not like you only have one week we will announce a new winner next week so shout outs on our um last no, midway mania so that was two weeks ago last episode we've got my. Disney planet. wow fantastic shot my compliment uh, appreciate that. Made that in Photoshop. The the color with the black and white. So, that was cool. I think. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, Jay Sanders three oh six. Thanks for the shout out. Stoked to be on the show and. Nice. Thanks for your story. That was. I know it was at your. Uh, whatever you were at the end of the joke, but it was still funny. You know. Uh, let's see. Second star co. Gave us some hearts. Thank you. The Punster, our guest from last week. (laughs) Oh, This guy, he writes, That Ryan guy is really awesome. Another great show, guys. Can't wait to be back on. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Ryan, thanks. Thank you a lot for being on there. That was great. Uh, Breezy Bake Oven from Instagram. (laughs) Same same, uh, picture. Another great show and guest. We love this ride. Uh, Let's see. But like you guys wish the ride was longer, but like you... I think she meant to say I wish the ride was longer. Um, let's see. As you have to wait in line. One time we had Owen Wilson in front of us in the line. That was pretty cool. Thanks for the weekend entertainment, guys. Owen I Wilson. Sh- that will be all. I didn't know he was a Midway fan. Um, I think he listened to this show, though. So He probably does. Shout out, Owen. Shout out. Appreciate <laughs> appreciate your love, sir. Uh, Pity 23 writes, Great episode. What you guys did at the very end was hysterical. Hope more people caught that. Uh, yeah, if you guys didn't catch it, go back and listen. Something happened at the end. I don't know. Don't know what it was. But, um... JPity23 caught that. We posted... or oh, the throwback for Indiana Jones, episode 4, which I'm, I'm going to try and do every every Wednesday... Oh, no, sorry, Thursday or Friday. If I forget on Thursday, I'll go to Friday and do <laughs> Flashback Friday. Which I did with this one. <laughs> so... Uh, the little comment on there was from, I don't know how to pronounce it, Casey Hon- Accessed. I probably butchered that, and I apologize. They know who they are. Yeah, they, they, you know who you are. I'll tag you anyway. Wrote, woo! It was awesome. Nice. So, uh, yeah, go back and listen to episode four if you haven't. You know, it's still back when we were fresh doing the podcast. And uh, um, So you had a Facebook shout-out, sir?
3: We got one Facebook shout-out, I believe, on our Midway Mania episode. Um, Aubrey Williams says so jealous that you have uh, the dory in the coffee mu- coffee pot mug if you haven't seen it check it out for sure it's definitely awesome we're all jealous of uh, that so jealous love the bloopers at the end spoiler alert spoiler,
0: Yeah, all right. it's Aubrey's fault
3: So, <laughs> are they at the end of all your shows and then we commented and said um, this was our first time doing them glad you liked them
0: yes and as they come we, will, we usually delete them I mean, a spoiler. Do. I guess spoiler. It's out there now, but uh, we usually delete them and keep going and edit and stuff. We decided not to delete them and made like a minute or so clip of some of our spo- uh, bloopers, spoilers. Uh, so yeah, that was that was fun. I enjoyed listening back at it because it's fun. It's us messing up. So from Disneyland inside out on our "It's a Small World" uh, episode. We have a new listener. I believe blue uh, this person is a new listener, but uh, either way, it's a new commenter. I and mean, we appreciate that. From Disneyland Inside Out. Pink Elephants. Uh, thanks for this. Let's see. Sorry. Love this. and thanks, Love this ride and thanks mm. for this. Wow. Cannot read. Uh, and then I told him, uh, this person, welcome to Disneyland Inside Out. Uh, thanks for listening to our show. We're glad you like it. Uh, and then they wrote, thanks. I'm glad to be here. And that person commented on a few of our other episodes, too, and we love the new listeners or and or the new commenters so if you guys do have comments want to be shouted out on the show let us know and that's all the shout outs we've had uh, we we have for the uh, before we board the railroad we'll have more on when we get to the topic I believe as hyperspace mountaineers talking I will look just to make sure
3: all right so um, if you haven't gotten the app already check it out Disneyland inside out great way to like he said before um get a mention on the show if you want to comment on our episode tell us how you liked it tell us what you uh uh, would like to talk about next things like that um also things to talk about um to look at on the app is the hours and schedule section if you're going to the park anytime soon check out that section just look up the date that you're going to be going or thinking about going um you can find out the attendance estimates hours that the park's going to be open show schedules things like that so check out that section also check out magical partners section, magical partners travel section, and uh, if you're booking a uh, booking a any vacation anytime soon, check them out. Get a free quote. Um, tell them all aboard the sent You You can also check them out at magicalpartnerstravel.com.
0: For sure, and I'm going soon. So, and I actually just looked at the hours and schedules section because we're gonna we're changing up a little bit because we're gonna go for a whole week just to the, to Cali, two days of Disney, and I didn't realize. During the weekdays, they they still open at eight a.m. I thought it was always going to be ten, on off yeah. on off because I mean,
3: I thought it was like 8, maybe, nine or ten, yeah.
0: Maybe because it's the beginning of October and it's going to be back Halloween to their time. their Halloween time, and I mean, it obviously already started. We, everyone knows that, but it's in full swing at that point. But mm-hmm. I remember going last September with you guys, and it opened at ten on during the week, right? So when we go on Sunday, it'll be eight to eleven, I believe. And then on that Tuesday will be eight to eight, which is nice. You know, it's, a, it's still a twelve-hour day, but I mean, I prefer like ten to nine because then that means I can sleep in a little bit. But I do, I am the kind of guy who gets to the park early, so I will not be sleeping in at least for those two days. So definitely use the hours and schedule section. And Just the park's not going to be that busy either, like half full. Well, we're doing one we're doing one park per day, so I think on the day we go. That Tuesday is just California Adventure. I guess I, I should look that up because I think I only looked at Disneyland.
3: It's sixty percent, uh, so we're you're good.
0: What is for that Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Okay, and what's the time? I think I looked at Disneyland. I didn't even look at California Adventure. I forgot. California Adventure is eight to eight. Is that that? Oh, maybe I did look at that on are they, Tuesday. Are yeah. they both eight to eight?
3: No, Disneyland is eight to eleven. Okay, so on that Tuesday I, I did look at California Adventure. Monday's different because of the Halloween
0: party, but okay, and that that closes at six, right?
3: Uh, yeah, eight to six for yeah. Disneyland. Cool,
0: so I did get it right on accident. Um, all right, everyone, the moment everyone's been waiting for, we are gonna go pick up our guest, Carissa Houston. She's the author of a book called Disneyland on a Budget. Um, so we're gonna go learn how to it's gonna, it's exciting. I started reading the book earlier and I am cannot wait to finish it. And about halfway through it at this point, uh, give or take. But uh, we're going to go hear from the author herself. So let's get on the railroad right now.
1: Your attention, please. The
0: Disneyland Limited now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom.
3: folks welcome aboard the disneyland railroad this is your conductor speaking today we are going to stay on the train as jungle cruiser and space mountaineer have a nice conversation with author carissa houston as they discuss disneyland on a budget i'm sure there's going to be plenty of good information everybody will enjoy so sit back relax and enjoy your ride on the train
0: the railroad got us here to, well, we're on the railroad, we're just going to stay on the railroad, even though in real life it's closed, but in our imaginations and in our hearts, like every other week nowadays, it's still open, so we're just going to stay on there. We picked up our guest, Carissa Houston. Um, how you doing, Carissa?
2: Hi, I'm doing great, thanks.
0: So, you do you want to give us a little bit of a, the background of like how you started getting into Disney before we get into uh, the awesomeness that is your book? Uh, So like basically just how you, I guess how you started.
2: Sure, Um, well, I grew up in Southern California, but I didn't grow up anywhere awesome. I grew up in the Inland Empire, and um, from the time I was in kindergarten, our school once a year would get cheap tickets, and so our family would go once a year to Disneyland. Um, And we did not have a lot of money, and so my mom made the absolute of that one day every year. And um, we would get there when they opened, and we would leave and make this out. <laughs> and um, we, um, she would pack snacks. Like, I don't even think we ever stopped for a meal. She had, like, this magical Mary Poppins bag that she would feed us snacks out of all day that never ran out while we were standing in line for things. Um, because I'm 41, so this is way before Fast Pass. And, of course, there was only one park. And um, so... I really loved it when I was a kid, and um, I went a few times when I was a teenager, and I think the last time I went was when I was 19, when the Indiana Jones ride came out, and after that, I just kind of forgot all about it. Um, And then, my husband was really into Disney stuff, which I thought was funny, because he's like a punk rocker, and so... Um, he wasn't wanting to go to Disneyland, but he had like a Mickey phone and he had all the movies and things like that. And I thought that was kind of strange for a grown up. But, um, then we had the kids and, um, my first son was two going on three and I had just had a baby. And my parents said, Hey, let's take the whole family, like all my brothers and sisters and their little kids to Disneyland for Christmas. And um, so they bought tickets for everybody. So when we went up, this was 12 years ago. Or no, I'm sorry, not 12 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago, and at that time, annual passes were uh, so cheap that you could, uh, they paid for themselves in two days. So we said, hey, we'll just upgrade, and then we'll take Jefferson, my son, for his birthday when he turns three. And then if we never go again, it's still, you know, paid for itself. No big deal. Mm -hmm. And that is what started us down the rabbit hole. And now we've been almost 180 days, I think, that we've spent in Disneyland over the last 10 years.
0: It all started with an annual pass, I guess.
2: (laughs) It did. And the funny thing was, it's because we bought two annual passes because he was turning three. He... We went the day before his birthday, and you don't need a pass until you're actually three. And so then when we stayed the second day, and they turned three, and we wanted to be good citizens, so we bought him an annual pass. So then his was staggered, because ours were from December, and his was from February. And so, of course, once you come around again, then you have to do another round, and another round, and another round. So it just kind of snowballed.
0: And you've, and you've had an annual pass ever since, or did you guys ever stop doing the annual pass?
2: Um, we have lapsed it several times because um, we'll let it go for you know, a few months just because nothing is in our plans for that time because we you know, travel back and forth to California quite a bit, or within California at that time. We used to live in California. And so if our plans didn't match up and we wouldn't be at Disneyland for, say, three months, it seemed silly to pay for a pass you know, for those three months. So we would let it go and then we started again, you know, when we were ready to go the next time. So for 10 years, we've had annual passes, but not always.
0: Yeah. And I heard if, if you renew it, is it a little bit cheaper to renew it than it is to start it new?
2: You know, if you renew it back to back, I don't even know what they do now, but it used to be like $20 cheaper. If you just kept it concurrent, Mm -hmm. like, like back to back to back. Um, but I'm not even sure if they do that now. That's a good question.
0: You know, I thought I heard that from someone that they said that uh, people who started up, it costs a little bit more. But if you renew it, um, and it might even be just, you know, like you said, just as low as $20 difference, but it's still something you're yeah, saving. Yeah,
2: it's not any better than $20 for sure. Um, but if you anticipate a price hike, because, you know, there's no, you know, they're pretty good at keeping that quiet until the last minute. So um, the good thing is it would keep your pass at the same price. So if you waited, say, three months and didn't keep it going, you might have a huge jump in your annual pass price once you go renew it again. Mm -hmm. So in that case, it would have saved you money probably to just suck it up and keep it going around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, And and people, people that I talk to, and I know I mention this all the time, think I should have a season pass, but... I mean, I do not go as often as I want to, first of all. I I want to go at least twice a year, but I'm probably going to stick to once a year, at least for now, you know, until my my daughter gets a little bit older and who knows if I have another, you know, child and same thing. Um, And you said you took your... Was it your son or your daughter when they were a couple months old?
2: Well, my son... Yeah, my daughter, when we took our son, he was almost three and my daughter was only two months old Mm -hmm. on our first visit. So she has spent every single birthday in disneyland since she was born which is fun and she's turning 10 this month or in october and so this will be the 10th birthday she's had and then my son is 12 now and he just in february he had his 10th birthday that he spent at disneyland um so that's a huge tradition now even though we live in phoenix um that was really one of the main reasons that we kept our passes going, even though we can't get there in a, you know, in a day trip anymore. Um, just because that's been our family tradition. We don't do big parties or anything like that for birthdays. We go to Disneyland.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Phoenix. We are also in Phoenix, so that's awesome. So we're about yeah, the same thing. Is. So a six-hour uh, drive, give or take. Um, Sunday, it's five and a half hours. I, I, I did that one time. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Um,
2: yeah, five and a half is about the best we do. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you mentioned February and October, which is kind of interesting because my daughter's birthday is in October, and then my anniversary is in February. So we we did the anniversary trip this earlier this year, and then now we're doing the birthday trip in October. So that's kind of cool.
2: Oh, that is cool. How long have you been married?
0: Uh, this will be – that was our first anniversary. So this February will be our second, so about a year and a half, give or take. That's great. All right. Um, and then you said you, so you said you don't do big birthdays, right? that you said?
2: Right. At home, I think I've thrown like three or four birthday parties between the two kids their whole lives, and they were on a super small budget, like $50. It wasn't like, you know, pony rides and <laughs> stuff like some of the parents like to do. Uh, because and we don't buy big birthday presents. We usually give the kids a couple birthday presents that are very small when they wake up in the hotel room on their birthday at Disneyland and the big present is going to Disneyland.
0: Nice. <laughs> I mean you can't beat that in my opinion you can't beat that. Not Someone gets all. me a you Disney can. gift card for my birthday. I'll be like, thanks. appreciate that. Yeah, I once bought my wife a definitely a Disneyland ticket for for Christmas. And I asked everyone That's a that? really
2: great present
0: I know I asked everyone Is this a good present to get? You know it was My girlfriend at the time But my wife now And they're like Does she like Disney And I'm like yeah was. that's a great present Because blah 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 and People yeah. will tell me What they're People you know it's, I, I was like Okay I bought her A Disneyland ticket So we can go enjoy a day there. This is a f- few years ago now Probably like five I guess Give or take But mm-hmm. yeah It was a good trip Good uh, I don't know I would have loved that present So Yeah I would
2: love that present too Yeah
0: <laughs> Um,
2: now but my parents do. They give, us, they give us money usually for Disneyland or like this year for Christmas, they gave us money to buy Universal Studios season passes because we had never been there. So that's um, not Disney related, but um, that's kind of our new thing. Like, oh, hey, let's check out Universal Studios now that the kids are big. Um, but Disneyland always, they would give us money like, hey, put this towards your Disneyland trips. And that was super <clears> fun. Nice.
0: Yeah, and I've done similar things where if I'm trying to sell something, um, I said, "You know, if you want to just give me, you know, a gift card to Disneyland, fifty dollars, twenty-five dollars, I'll take that too." And people are like, "Are you? Yeah. Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am sure. Trust me, I will use Positive. it." Positive. <laughs> I have. Well, one. yeah,
2: and the funny thing is because we're in Arizona, I don't know your wife might do this on Swift Swap on Facebook. It's a big thing. I, at least here in Arizona, it's like a Facebook garage sale. I have bought a ton of Disney gift cards off of the people from Arizona who get back home and haven't spent all their money, and they will sell their Disney gift cards for like at least half price, if not less, just to get rid of them because they're not going to go again. Well, so I check that regularly.
0: No, she does not, but I will once we uh, once we're done here. I'm gonna yeah, go now you go. will. No, that sounds like that's an awesome idea because. Even if I don't go to the parks, I'm going to use them eventually. If not, I can buy stuff at the Disney store or, you know, online even if I want to. Space Mountaineer and myself are into the Vinylmations. Have you ever collected those or seen those?
2: Oh my gosh, yes. That is a total, like money suck to me, but my <laughs> husband and my kids love it. They wow. have I can't even tell you how many mation, and I don't like the surprise I tell them, I like, <laughs> go, home and look on eBay and buy the one you want and they don't want to do that they want the surprise. Yeah.
0: I like both but yes, I have my, a lot on eBay. There's also Facebook groups out there that you can buy and trade and stuff and it's I, I've been doing it now since 08. I, I went dormant I guess for a while then back like I think three years ago, I got really back into it. Mm-hmm. Like I said back like ten times just now. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that, but um, <laughs> so I've done at least fifty trades over the last year and a half, and then purchased oh, more. Wow. So it's yeah, it's yeah. Sometimes it gets bad. My, my collection. Do you let control. your
2: daughter play with it?
0: Oh yeah, she has her own. Like above her changing station, we have a shelf of twelve of them, and. She lo- absolutely loves them. We her nickname is B because she her, n- her name is Charlotte B. Um, and we have a little a little Bumblebee one and she loves that one. And then there's one of from t- the Tarzan and Jane co- um, du- uh, duet or whatever the combo, the Jane one. She calls Mama, so she thinks that's her like m- my wife, and she mm-hmm. likes playing with Aww. those. <laughs> yeah. So that so, is uh, so cute. And of course that makes me Tarzan, so <laughs> can't complain. <anymore. laughs> So Oh yeah she loves She loves him and Mickey Mouse Is her favorite You know guy in the world Like She sees a picture of him I have a little sticker On my window For the car And she sits in the back seat Just looking at Mickey And she loves Mickey So when we go First thing I want to do Is you know find Have Mickey. her meet Find Mickey We're going to do Breakfast with the characters So
2: um, Oh neat Are you Which one are you doing
0: um, It's the one I think At the Was it the plaza We talked about mm-hmm. right The one right there up Off of Main Street
2: Yes I one is fun
0: Yeah so um, I'm just hoping she loves Mickey as much as uh, I think she does when she sees him in person. So That's good.
2: Does Mickey go
0: to that one? Um, I think he does. I
2: thought it was just Minnie.
0: Well, she loves Minnie, too, so that'll be a bonus. Good. But, I mean, there there's plans That's awesome. to go to well, Mickey's house. When you're two,
2: house. you don't even know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, she knows. <laughs> she sees Minnie and yeah. Mickey. She, she knows the difference. She didn't at first, but she does now. So we have plans yeah. to go to Mickey's house regardless when we go to Toontown, so... If she doesn't meet Mickey there, she will meet him, you know, somehow. And we'll gauge how she feels once she meets Minnie, so.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. It's so funny when they're small because you never know how they're going to react.
0: Exactly. I had a friend who went recently, loves Mickey, the, the, his child loves Mickey, uh, and then she met him in Mickey's house, and she was scared, so. <laughs> um, that, that's, oh. my, that's my worry. And, and I'm not really worried about that so much as I'm worried about if she gets on Pirate to the Caribbean and starts crying and then you know we'll ruin it for other people but yeah. well, no. you know
2: what that doesn't bother me at all but as a mom you know you know that happens.
0: yeah <laughs> so
1: exactly maybe it
2: would bother people that don't have kids but my kids um they went through like a three-year period after they had already ridden pirates like a thousand times where they decided they didn't like pirates anymore and they were <laughs> scared of the drop not the pirates; they're not scared of the, like the disgusting skeletons with knives in them. They are scared of <laughs> yeah. the little drop, <laughs> wow. and they would not go on it. And it made me crazy because that's one of my favorite rides. And so finally, we forced them to go on it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, like it was the other fears that you already rode."
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't. I cannot get enough of pirates. Yeah, you know, that's one of my favorite non-thrill rides. I will say, can't go wrong. Yeah, can't. I just hope it's open. Cause you know sometimes rides are not like Indiana Jones yeah. is one of those rides. It's like, is mm-hmm. it going to be open when we get there? That thing's always I down. I
2: know, <laughs> and, but you know that's how you decide what your favorite rides are. Because my kids are like, because I said, well, what do you think they're going to ask me? He goes, they're going to ask you what your favorite ride is, and I go, I don't know what my favorite ride is. And they're like, well, what would you be sad about if it was closed <laughs> when you got there? <laughs> and that's really a good test.
0: That's true. Um, yeah. When
2: Big Thunder was closed last year forever it made me crazy not to be able to ride Big Thunder.
0: Oh, yeah. That was down so, for what, a, over a year, right? Something like that?
2: It was, yeah, at least a year. It was just, I don't even know what they did. That's different. It's smoother, which is kind of less fun. Yeah.
0: But, then they added the explosion um, scene.
2: Yeah, that I do love that. I do love that.
0: It was due for an update. Yeah. And the then the railroad. Was, I don't
2: see it that it's a year, you know, no, maybe <laughs> No, maybe not that long,
0: but. Uh, and then Matterhorn shut down for a while. They had the the, the new seat install. Yeah. Which... I
2: know. Do you guys like Matterhorn now? Because I can't even ride it anymore. No, I...
0: it's the same for me. I love it. I do not love the seats though. But I'm I'm still gonna get on it. You know. I always just feel like you know I'm gonna what lose... I went. What was that?
2: I go on it about every third trip, just hoping that when they've closed it, like for a day or two, that they've finally added shocks to it. And um, I can't do it. It gives me an extreme headache now, and um, it used to be one of my favorite rides. So I'm so sad.
0: (laughs) I know Hyper Mountain found air went recently. He said he got he got drenched on it though. Yeah, I got soaked, which is did you really? I did. Oh my gosh,
2: that's so funny. There's somebody. Okay, so I went on it this last trip when we went, and the whole car was completely soaked, which you never see. Never. And the people that somebody just before we got on said, "Hey, can you switch me, like like from number four to number five line uh-huh. or whatever?" Yeah. and I said, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And then he goes, "You're going to get soaked." And I was thinking, like, "What did they do something crazy to this? Because you never get wet on that ride, right?" And but then when the car pulled, like when the train of them, you know, the cars pulled up, I it was soaked. I'm like great I just switched with this guy and he's like (laughs) cracking up like he just pulled one over on me But I did not get wet at all Hmm. So I don't know what that was or how you got soaked But I did not get soaked and that was on the left side So were you on the right side or the left side?
3: I was on the left side
2: I wonder what happened
3: Yeah I'm not sure but it was
2: terrible that is terrible. It's not so <laughs> bad because you're a guy, but if you're a girl, I wasn't it's ex- a little more terrible.
3: Yeah, it's because I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I never get wet on the ride, so I wasn't expecting to get wet.
2: So it was just the last little whoosh into the water?
3: Yeah. Wow. So.
2: Well,
0: actually, I missed a shout-out earlier. Oh, yeah. and I know somebody mentioned this as we're talking about this now from uh, Instagram, Magnolia381. She gave you a little shout-out. So Space Mountaineer, yes, I got soaked in Matterhorn, too. When we were there in May, my hair was dripping. I was surprised. I hardly got wet on Splash Mountain, but soaked on Matterhorn. So you, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'll write it when that I go. Is weird. When we go, we're gonna get on that. Yeah, we are gonna go on that. Um, so yeah,
2: maybe I'll write at the end of the night when I don't care if my hair gets <laughs> wet.
0: <away. laughs> we we prepared that one time for um you know Grisly. the lo- the lockers are free at Grizzly River Run for like two hours.
2: Yeah.
3: So yeah. bring a lot sandals. of people don't know about those, I feel like. They're I mean, kind of hidden a you little know, bit.
1: True.
2: We didn't know about them until like two years ago. Yeah. I just would put my purse, like, because I just take a really small side purse, like, over the shoulder. I would just put it in a Ziploc bag <laughs> for the ride, and I too. didn't know about the lockers, even as many times as it was we had been.
0: <laughs> I went all out. I, I, I... I had sandals. <laughs> I had my basketball shorts underneath. I, I swear I went all out. Yep. And I have never been on that ride with so much peace of mind in my life. Like, it was that It was comfortable, joy. And I was like, I don't care if I get wet because at least I know my socks are not going to be sloshing around all day because I'm wearing sandals right now. And they, yep. you can dry your feet really easily. So there's another little hidden gem in there. Just just make sure you <laughs> at least wear sandals because that's the main part that's going to stay wet all day is your socks and you just shoes. you got to bring them. And then put Bring your you shoes back on when you're done, yep. you know, because I don't want to walk around all yeah. the way with sandals. Yeah, nice.
2: Well, what my mom does is she keeps flip-flops in her backpack, and then she just changes into her flip-flops for Grizzly River.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's perfect. Brilliant. And then yeah. Yeah, and then now, if you know about the lockers, just do that for two hours. I think it's two yeah. hours. I don't think that they've changed that. I think so. And I don't know. I think yeah. after that, I don't know how much it costs because I never, you know... Never, never tried, tried
2: it Yeah we've never left them in longer than the ride line So I don't know either that's a good question
0: I mean it can't be that expensive It can't be much Yeah exactly So.
2: And I don't think it's like Universal either Like Universal has lockers But they're not the same Like they'll charge you after a certain time But Disneyland's pretty relaxed So if you yeah. just find somebody and say Hey I didn't know I bet they would have just open it for you
0: <laughs> Gotta try that Not <laughs> <laughs> not gonna try maybe not at like
2: <laughs> not at night but True <laughs> six hours
0: later you're like oops my bad <laughs> Forgot <about Right>. that. <laughs> well splash mountain needs to pick that up splash yeah, mountain needs to do. pick up some lockers over there i mean there's probably room i
2: would like that i would like that you don't get quite so wet on splash mountain as long like i get more wet usually on the splash after the main splash you know when it just sloshes over the car again than anything but um yeah that would lockers would be great on that
0: yeah, I think the main splash. I'm not sure if I've ever gotten soaked. But I always, always
3: end up in the front.
0: It's always the turn.
3: Literally all the time. It's the uh, turn before that.
0: The turn before that. Yeah. When you're in the dark scene, you yeah. turn, and then the whole yeah. thing just pours it's in the there. Worst. And you're just like, all right, love yeah. this ride, you know, but I don't like this part. I had a
2: miserable <laughs> time
3: two times ago.
2: <laughs> well, my kids won't even ride it if they're wearing like jean shorts or anything. They yeah. want to wear like lightweight clothes. They're like, oh, this will dry fast. Do a rain splash. <laughs>
0: Oh man! <clears throat> Alright, so you want to get into a little bit about uh, your book?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, my book is Disneyland on a Budget, and the tagline for that is how our family spends 30 days a year at Disneyland without breaking the bank.
3: Nice. And where can people find this book?
2: It's only on Amazon. It's a Kindle book, and maybe someday I'll change it to a paperback, but really... You know, it's pretty easy to flip through
0: it on the Kindle, and it keeps it cheaper. I agree. I, I, it really is. It, it confused me at first. I, I mean, never really read an ebook or a Kindle book. I never have either. I was I was trying to read it like a like a web page. I swear I never read an, e- an uh, online book. And it is easy to read. I mean, people know how to use it. I was just me. It's isolated, but yeah, it's really you know easy to read and flip through. So, uh, like I said, I'm partway through, and so far, what I've read, I've I've really enjoyed
2: great thanks well the good thing i mean to me of course i think it's great because i wrote it (laughs) um the good thing is it works for disneyland or disney world for at least the first two parts of the book the third part is more specific to disneyland um but it also works like if you want to buy a dining room table or you want to save a down payment for a house Mm because the first the whole first part is really common sense um because if you spend money on one thing, you don't have money to spend on another thing. Um, and really why I wrote it is because I have friends and family who would say, oh, we could never go to Disneyland, we can't afford it. And I would be like, really? Because you have a $6 Starbucks drink in your hand and you have a brand new car and a brand new cell phone, but you can't go to Disneyland, you know? <laughs> so really it's just my being kind of irritated with people thinking they can't afford disneyland and it's absolutely magical and you should absolutely take your kids there um so that's kind of where it started
0: yeah you wrote uh so you said you you had to move to arizona that that was part of the book um mm-hmm. all, like how long have you been in arizona now
2: about two and a half years and um the funny thing is So we lived three hours from Disneyland when we lived in California. We lived in the San Joaquin Valley and I would take the kids on day trips to Disneyland. We would go there and back in a day and usually meet my mom there and um, we did that at least once a month plus our normal family trips Mm -hmm. even though we lived so far. Um, And then when we moved to Arizona we just kind of finished up our Disneyland annual passes At my son's birthday after we had moved and we said sorry kids that's it let's just save money for disney world you know let's just plan on now we're in arizona we can't take day trips we can't get out there as often we'll just go to disney world um and then my husband's schedule changed and he was off three days a week during the middle of the week and so he said, Oh, let's just get passes again. Cause we could take three day trips like every week. almost." <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, he didn't have to twist my arm very hard. So, um, so we surprised the kids, you know, we went down, I don't even know. I think we said we were going maybe to grandma's house. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so we got our passes again and we made really good use of them the first year we were in Arizona. Um, and then, but plus, Arizona is so cheap to live. Um, we cut our expenses in half when we moved from California to Arizona, so we had, you know, money to spend on Disneyland for sure. Um, and then after that, we kind of let a lapse for a while, and then we got. Um, we had a couple trips here and there that I paid with just with writing, you know, I re- wrote for one of the hotels down there and different things, and so th- we got tickets, and uh, then we surprised my son again at his birthday, like, we just walked up to get our one-day tickets, they thought, and we asked for annual passes, so um, we've just kind of just kept it going even though we live far away, and it works out, it works out great.
3: Nice. Yeah. yeah, I actually just got my annual pass, um, like two months ago.
2: Okay. So, and the hard thing is with Arizona, you have to get the deluxe annual pass.
3: Right. I have the signature. I think. So I have the one. Oh, up, that's fantastic. One up from there.
2: So you can go whenever you want, except like the two weeks of Christmas, right? Correct.
3: Yes. Which I can't that's really right. go anyway, so, so, so it doesn't matter.
2: Oh no! So yes. how often have you been since you got your super duper pass?
3: I've been. A total of, I believe, like four or five days. Okay. And then I'm going for another two or three in October. And then we're planning Wait. on going again for Thanksgiving.
2: Okay. We went on Thanksgiving Day last year. I got engaged um, so on Thanksgiving you... Day last year. Whoa. Did you really? I did. <laughs> That's so neat. Yep. That's great. Did you? So do you feel like, um, so why did you get the extra pass instead of just the deluxe?
3: Uh, the blackout dates mainly.
2: okay, so they just didn't mess with your sch- mesh with your schedule
3: right yeah, just the blackout dates were too out of control. I wanted more flexibility yes yeah.
2: they really crept back this year. I think they were at, like started midway March yeah, which is crazy. It used to start in May.
3: yep. so yeah, that's the reason we went with that. We get the free parking that's a plus and then the the um the discounts also
2: yeah that makes a difference we don't usually pay for the parking because we stay in hotels Um, when we were in california though i would take the day trips all the time so we would get the um, parking add-on if i didn't do a premium pass just for me Mm -hmm. you know so that we didn't have to worry about parking but now oh my gosh it's like what is it 18 dollars now yeah it's so expensive Yeah, but it's, I mean, really, if you look at the hotels, a lot of hotels are charging that much or more anyway for their day-use rate for their parking. Right. Um, so there's, I think, really only, what, Howard Johnson at the Hojo Anaheim, they don't charge a uh, parking fee still, but they're a little little farther walk, about the same as the Disneyland Hotel.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, not not a lot of hotels used to do that, and I think maybe they all either... Wised up, or they just—I don't know what it was, but yeah, like down when bit. you, yeah, when I go to book hotels, that's one of the things they look for. going to be, you cheaper? know, what? it's
2: really—it's it's disappointing because I think that they use those add-on rates <clears throat> to look like they have a low rate for the night, yeah. But then once you add the resort fee and or the parking fee, it's really not comparable. So it you know takes the guest or consumer you know longer because I have to look at the parking fee, the resort fee you know any other weird things they have going on
1: <laughs> yeah
2: and add everything up at the 17 percent tax and then compare you know property to property
0: yeah one thing I look for is if is it is gonna have a free breakfast that's at like ten dollars a day and then parking you know all that, yeah. all that I look at all I look at a lot of that stuff when I book and I know uh, in part of your book it says not you know you're not looking for the the cheapest hotel you said there's other ways to you know you can stay at nice places you um, do you want to talk a little bit about some of those things?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, there, I think no matter what, you need to stay on Harbor Boulevard, and you need to stay between the freeway, which is the top, the farthest north I would say to walk is the Howard Johnson Anaheim. And then on the farthest south, I would say, would be the Grand Legacy at the Park. Um, because, so if you go past the is it Disney way right there past the grand legacy you're adding at least a couple minutes to your walk because you're gonna to have to wait for that second light um, and that's not a big deal if you're a grown-up but if you have children that's a huge deal you know especially at night so for me if you don't stay on Harbor Boulevard you're talking about using the art bus or I don't is it ART or art
0: I'm not sure which which bus that is.
2: Okay. Well, it's the Anaheim Resort Transportation System. So they go, you know, here to there to all the hotels. Or, you know, we've stayed at a hotel before that had their own dedicated um, shuttle, which worked out okay. But you're talking about waiting for the shuttle to pick you up, Mm -hmm. waiting for the shuttle to take you there. And when you have kids, it's really not practical. And especially if you have a stroller, it's a nightmare. Um, even just, you know, putting a stroller on the Disneyland tram is <laughs> really hard. Um, so if you are across the street where you can walk in, you are at least as close, if not closer, than at the resort hotels. Um, and you are going to save probably three times the money, enough to pay for your park ticket and the hotel for what you would pay for staying at the resort hotel. Um, you're much better off.
0: I was going to say, because you said Harbor, I I learned years ago, a few years ago now, that the Toy Story parking lot, uh, if you're staying at any of those hotels and don't want to, either don't want to walk or don't want to drive, you can just go to the, take that Toy Story bus. Um,
2: You can, and there's even, um, but you're still going to have to wait for the trams and get to the tram, and then the tram drops you off. They don't drop you off like right at the gate, they drop you off at Downtown Disney, and then you have to still, you know, get through security into the gate you just really don't have as much autonomous control as you do when you can just say hey I need a sweatshirt now let's go walk 5 minutes back to the yeah, hotel room and back
0: yeah that's true the, the the toy story one does drop you off uh, sort of at the gate whereas the mickey and friends you still have you still have a tram to take even after you park there the toy story one yeah. drops you off right at the front right off of harbor you turn left into the Oh I'm sorry I
2: did not I didn't actually realize that we've been we Gosh, I rode that once when the parking lot went crazy and mm-hmm. we had to park out there, but yeah, yeah. I didn't even know where we got checked off. And that's how I that's discovered it because
0: we got redirected from the Mickey and Friends back to uh, two blocks from our hotel. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So we parked and paid for it had, everything. That just
3: happened to us, actually.
0: I was like, why did we, why did we even pay? We could have just drove back to the hotel and walked here. And my right. friend thought we had to prove that we parked. And I was like... We didn't tell this guy we parked He didn't know Yeah. So tomorrow we'll try it I mentioned that last episode We'll try it And we did And we got to the park And yeah, it's right to the front you know, Where all the, the buses are off of harbor So.
1: Oh, that's good
0: Yeah, so if you're staying over there so, And you don't want to walk, I guess Or spend money on parking Yeah
2: And, it, you know, the funny thing is like You'll see on TripAdvisor or whatever People are like Oh, it was an easy walk to Disneyland And then you start reading through their <laughs> things And you realize they're from Europe And European people apparently do not care to walk like two miles, (laughs) Um, but Americans are like, "Oh my gosh, it took me nine minutes!" So, um, so that also, you know, depends. Like some people stay at Raffles, is it like Best Western Raffles? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Like I have a friend who likes to stay there, and she's like, "Oh, you just walk here and here and here, and you cut through the Grand California." But I'm like, "Okay, that's great, (laughs) but you're having to walk like ten minutes and then get to the Grand California." And if you're since you're not a guest, you can't do that in the morning, you have to actually go to the downtown Disney side and then go through security there, you know. Yeah. So you can do it, but um I would not stay anywhere where you have to take an actual shuttle just because it's a time suck.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. How long ago
3: did you write the book?
2: Um that version was, I think, the end of August, sometime in August of 2015. Okay. And then um, the new version, by the time actually that this airs, it will be up on Amazon. Um, and the, really the only new thing, there's a couple extra chapters. There's probably about 10,000 new words in it. Um, and I changed all the prices to reflect at least from September of 2016, okay. so and things that work still because there's some things in the book even from last year that are not um, viable right now. Like you don't get um, free prints of your for a Disneyland Visa anymore, but you do get two dollar prints and free downloads. So oh, okay. um, some some things have changed just even in a year.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to read it. I'm definitely interested in doing that.
2: Yeah. Oh, great! Thanks.
0: And it works out for... I have a few friends who are going... One friend is going this weekend, I believe it is. And then uh, our trips are coinciding. It's just coincidence. We didn't plan it or anything. So it's definitely going to work out for... Well, at least for, for me because, you know, got the, the wife and the, the kid and, you know, I, I just can't wait to read the rest of it. And, and, and part of it you mentioned just, you know, spoiler, I guess, selling a bunch of stuff. That's kind of at the beginning. And I I do stuff like that already. I sell, if I haven't used it in a year or I don't think I'm ever going to use it again, get extra money, you know, for whatever it is, you know, Disney or just whatever it is, just having that extra money, you know, that you didn't have in the first place, I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think the difference is intention. Like you could sell all your stuff and then say, hey, let's go out to Friday's tonight because I sold all this stuff and we have 80 bucks. Yeah. Um, Or you could say, everything I sell this month, I'm going to put towards our Disneyland trip. Um, Or, you know, I'm going to go put towards our down payment or whatever you're going to save for. But obviously, it's a Disneyland on a budget book, so we'll assume you're saving for Disneyland.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: So, you know, any savings you have, um, like I even do crazy things like, you know, um, since we live in Arizona, we have Fry's, which is like a Kroger store. And every week, they give me a $2 off coupon if I spend 40 bucks. Or three dollars if I spend it. So every week when I go to the grocery store, I buy something that I will use on our Disneyland trip. That's two or three bucks, so like a bag of Cheetos or Oreos or whatever. And I set those aside for when we are going to Disneyland, and they're free basically because I would have stopped there anyway and they're giving me free money, (laughs) so that's, like, free food. So I don't just, like, say, oh, hey, thanks for the two bucks or the three bucks. I actually earmark it for something. And um, so I think just the intentionality of what you're saving for makes a huge difference.
0: And also with fries or Kroger, you can, when you get stuff, you get fuel points. And obviously you need fuel to get to Disneyland, especially where we live. So you get you know yeah. ten or twenty cents, or I don't know if it's up to a dollar at fries. Some places, I, some places are. But. I
2: get a dollar all the time. I this is really one of the main reasons we're still able to get Disneyland annual passes because I save twenty one percent on every dollar I spend at Disneyland because of that fuel point system. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really incredible. And they have a couple fuel point systems in California, but they're really not nearly as good. So every time they have that four times fuel points, I am there buying Disneyland gift cards in $250 chunks. <laughs> that gives me instantly a dollar off my tank of gas, and which out. I do twice. And um, it really saves an incredible amount of money.
0: Yeah, and I recently just got some Fries gift cards, which I will be turning into either gas or Disney gift cards, and I think I'm gonna get fuel points with that, so that'll help, you know, fuel my my car to get there. So it's like you, you win twice, yeah. I guess if you want to call it that. I asked the, I asked a buddy, yeah, who, who lives in Cali, and they yeah, like you just said, there's not many programs like that, or he, either that, or he didn't know about of them. But in Arizona, there's a lot of programs like that from different grocery stores here. There, there. Fries is the main one. There
2: is there's a lot of competition for grocery stores here that there is not in California I don't even know where people get their food in California but where we lived there was like one grocery store and it was incredibly <laughs> expensive so um, so but even if you can't do that you can get credit card points you know you can do all sorts of things to save money um, but the main thing is that nobody can say I mean obviously some people can say but really if you have a job, and you're able to maintain the household. There's no reason you can't get to Disneyland at least once a year.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and with that same thing to save money other places as we're talking is they have the way well, the sports teams out here, they have the the D backs and the Suns. They do the reward points and you can get free items through them, which I've I've accumulated over the years and you get some pretty cool stuff that you were gonna you want you're gonna go out and buy like a jersey anyway, you'd get one for free because you were using their their, uh, what do I call it the, the reward program I guess it's called
2: yeah there's so many things that people sign up for they're like oh yeah I'll sign up for your loyalty card and then they actually don't go cash it in so what you're saying is if you go cash in your points you're going to get a jersey where somebody might give them their email address and they're collecting their data and they don't get anything for it um, so you do have to be aware of what you've signed up for for sure
0: yeah Yeah, and if I sign up for a loyalty program, I'm going to use it because, hey, I was going to buy that that thing anyway. You know, I got a a baseball bat signed. I I wasn't going to buy that, but I think it was a cool item to get for free at least. Yeah. You know, I was shopping there. Like you said, you were going to shop there anyway to buy stuff, and, you know, you got something extra on the side. But obviously that's not Disney, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: but still, you know, sell. you didn't go spend 120 bucks <laughs> on eBay for a signed bat. So
0: <laughs> exactly. that could
2: go in your Disneyland fund.
0: I wish they gave out vinyls. I would get a lot of those. You would get a lot of
2: those.
0: <laughs> um, are there any other um, in, in the in the book? Any other points you want to talk about? Obviously, we, we don't want to give too much away of the book because uh, there's just a lot in there. And I, like I said, I've only you read know part what? of it.
2: Um, Just to be Disneyland specific, I would say the part three, which is how to save money at Disneyland, is going to be the most interesting, especially because, like I said, the first part and the second part are really just going to be, well, I'm sorry, the first part is how to build your vacation fund. And so that can work for anything, you know, just how to save money and cut corners and use all your money and funnel it into vacation. And then the second part would be just kind of trip planning, Um, not so much like which ride you should go on first, but more like which hotel you should stay at, um, what you should do, you know, to get there, you know, that kind of thing. And then the third part, though, is going to be very specific to Disneyland, and that will work for annual pass holders or day trippers. Um, so if you have one day at Disneyland, you could save a lot of money using that information if you go, you know, like us, at least a month out of the year, you'll save money. Um, but I would say my, really like my thing that I love to tell people about <laughs> is the food.
0: Yes. I was going so to mention think,
2: that. <laughs> people think that Disneyland food is crazy expensive. And if you compare it to other things that are similar, like just going out to dinner, like um, I even just like worked it out. Just I went to TGI Fridays and I photographed their menu and I took it home and I went to Chili's and I photographed their menu and they're actually more expensive or slightly less expensive than the same kind of dinner at Disneyland um and there's just like if you do nothing else if you do nothing else it will save you a ton of money to not buy soda at the park you could save like 80 bucks if you're a family like ours if you're there for three days and you just don't buy soda sodas are like 350, 369 for the largest, plus mm. tax. Some people love soda, but we don't really totally care about it, so we just drink water, like not bottled water, because that costs the same as soda. But um, you can get, you know, free soda everywhere. That's on everybody's list of how to save money at Disneyland, but a lot of people don't do it. Um, but the main thing is you can order a la carte, and that will save you for a family like ours, which has four. Adults, according to Disney, with somebody who orders yeah. off the adult menu, even since she was eight years old, is um, it'll save you at least eight or nine bucks just to say, hey, can I get that corn dog by itself? I don't need the fries.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: like just just one day to the next when we were there at our last visit um, the week after Labor Day, the corn dog hut or the Little Red Wagon where they sell the corn dogs, they up their price to nine dollars and twenty five cents for the corn dog. But. Your corn dog comes with a bag of chips. It does, yes. Nobody ever cares about the chips. Nobody wants the chips. We throw the chips away. But I said, Hey, like how much is it just to get the corn dog? And he goes, It's seven bucks now. So that went up as well, but still seven dollars compared to nine twenty five. So you have to decide, do I wanna pay two twenty five for this bag of crappy Lay's potato <laughs> chips? Or do I really? I'm just here for the corn dog, right? So can I just ask for a corn dog? I never. So knew. you know, for for our family, that saves us nine dollars just by ordering four corn dogs with no chips, wow. versus just taking what's on the menu.
0: Yeah, I never knew and that. And nine dollars. It's cool.
2: Nine dollars is like two churros <laughs> plus fifty cents left over, and you can go do the little like make Woody dance thing. You know, mm-hmm. like,
0: or go to the uh, <laughs> the uh, what's it called the the shooting explosion? Oh yeah, yeah,
2: the Frontierland shooting expedition. You can do that for a round. So there's just so many ways to easily save money on du- on Disneyland food. And um, so, like you said, the first thing is to have a hotel that offers you breakfast, and that is huge. Um, my kids are not huge on going to the hotel breakfast because. They're like, "Hey, we have more junk food in the room. It's not. It's more exciting than whatever they're offering us over there. So I'll buy Pop Tarts and stuff that I never buy at home, and they'll eat that for breakfast. So we hardly ever eat breakfast in the park. So we're really down for two meals total per day, mm-hmm. and that saves a lot of money. When we do buy breakfast, even if it's just like breakfast burritos and the super big cinnamon rolls, it costs us at least fifty bucks.
0: Yeah." That, I mean, that's per day, so for four people. that's Because
2: we order way too much food because everybody's like, I'm starving, I'm going to die. Yes. And so you just keep ordering, you know, one thing per person and it just adds up like crazy. Um, so if you're just eating lunch and dinner and then if you take off the sides, um, like a huge example is at the Lucky Fortune Cookery, which is in California Venture. It's only $3 to get a side of the meat with the sauce. So you can get the chicken, like, with mandarin orange sauce. Or you can get the beef with the spicy Korean sauce. Whatever you want. And they will give that to you for 3 bucks, And it's, like, 12 bucks now to get that same amount of meat with rice and veggies. Wow. Like, that's a huge difference. Um, so... You know, if you go I I am not a fan, but my husband loves it. But Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney, it costs like five fifty to get a taco. But if you get it with rice and beans it's like sixteen fifty. Wow. So I just go and order my daughter like, Hey, do you want one taco or two today? And she'll tell me and that's what we order her.
1: Okay. So, so the a la car um, is one of the
0: biggest things.
2: Hmm. A la carte is a huge thing, not drinking um, bottled water or bottled soda is a huge thing. If that's like your treat, like, hey, we only drink Coke when we're at Disneyland, then that's just part of your budget. You know, that's no big deal. But if you're really trying to save money, is that enhancing your Disneyland day? It's probably not. Because for the same price as a large Coke, you could go to the Cozy Cones and get those really cool drinks they have for the same price. Like the Paradise Soda, the bright bright purple one. hmm you know they're gonna remember that more than that they had a Coke, yeah, I or mean, the pomegranate lemonade.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know if I tried to, I know I probably have in the past, but my drink is the mint julep. It's probably the same price, but it's,
2: you know, the, I love it. It is. It's actually ten cents cheaper than a Coke.
0: And you guys had one so, recently, right?
2: Yeah, we just <laughs> had one, and I tagged you because yeah. you said, "Hey, have a mint julep for me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I had to postpone. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we just had one. They're only three fifty nine. It costs three sixty nine for a large Coke in the park. So you're saving money you getting go. the Mint Julep. If you have an annual pass, it's actually you know like twelve cents more expensive. But who cares? So it's super fun. And what's your kid going to remember? They're going to remember the Mint Julep. They're not going to remember you know yet another soda.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw that you guys posted that on Instagram. I thought that was great. The uh... <laughs> you said that was your first one ever right or was it not
2: no no she was just feeding sally she had she likes she her joy in life is to carry her dolls around disneyland which to me is super disgusting (laughs) because they're picking up like the germs of a hundred nations but um that's her thrill (laughs) so since we were with grandma and not daddy she got to go and do that
0: yeah that's one of my things i would suggest to anyone at least go try it and then I've never had a line there. Speaking of, you know, trying to save something, time, or whatever, It's n- there's never a line. in Hyper Fifth Mountainer disagrees, but I've
2: never had I a line. I do disagree.
0: I've never had a line there. Wait,
2: you've never had a line at the Mint Julep Bar? Nope. That's what I'm saying. Even
0: when we recorded, oh, we recorded on the railroad, yeah. we stopped in New Orleans Square, and there was no line. This guy witnessed it. No line at the Mint Julep Bar. It was awesome. It's always awesome. That is awesome,
2: because... We have waited, oh my gosh, one time we, I don't like to go there just because of the wait. If there's a wait, you can just hop over next door to the Cafe Orleans, or not have, what is it, the French Market, where you can walk through. They serve mint juleps in there, so just go in there and get it, (laughs) and it's the same drink, um, without waiting in line, and nobody's, you know, in line there when you want mint juleps. Yeah, and so my mom told me that she goes, "Oh yeah, somebody told me go next door," and she goes, "You never have to wait in line." It's the same thing, and they so they do serve it at Cafe Orleans too. So you know, it's just oh my gosh, it's like lime Kool Aid with like probably the mint syrup. So <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, but it's really fun still. So um, but we waited when we ordered like the beignets, like we have waited like 20 minutes and i'm like i really don't care if you're like needing the dough i really would not have ordered it um so we have waited quite a long time before but i won't anymore now that i know that you can get it next door yep
0: well i guess i've just been lucky the few times i have gone job. there
2: like i that said is I good. we didn't never. we didn't wait when we went but it was a super slow day cuz it was the week after labor day
0: and maybe that's what it is cuz i usually shoot to go on there on slow days week i mean days. this we're going to go on a sunday that might be busier I don't know if I'll get a Manjula, but I might. I might just go by myself and get it. (laughs) Go next door. And then go walk to the railroad and pull the whistle again. Mm. Do it right this time. You know what?
2: It is super cool. The railroad is so neat right now. We've ridden the railroad, I would say, at the maximum five times in the last ten years. Hmm. Because it's not my thing is, like, it's not a real ride. It's not a real ride. Even Mm. though it's fun, like, we'll do it occasionally. But now that they're stationary... It's so much more exciting because you get to talk to the engineers (laughs) and you get to talk to the cast members, like and to me we've spent way more time at the railroad this year than we ever have, like all combined, all years.
0: Yeah, well it's a unique experience. Like it's it's something you never get to do. You go on the other side of the tracks, you talk to them, pull the whistle, and see you know, see the telegraph, but you're right up by the telegraph that you know, that you hear this whole time as you're passing through. It's just like a a different and I've always said that, like, doing, the, doing a ride differently or having to get, maybe you can get off of a ride that kind of broke down. They turn the lights on and you get to see a different view of it. And I don't know, that's something I like to do because, I mean, you see the ride or the attraction regularly all the time, and then there's that one time by chance that you got to see it differently. It's a cool experience. Yeah. Cool.
2: Now, you can't blow the whistle right now because there's no steam built up to blow the whistle for. Um, But you can go right up there in the engine. What is that called? What's the front? Just the engine, I guess. And you can talk to, you know, the engineer and stuff. But there's no steam because it's not on. So there's no way to blow the whistle is what he told us.
0: Hmm. Maybe they they ran out because they were not. I don't know how how that works.
2: I don't know either. But we got a huge lesson like on how they work. And most of it, I'm sure, went over my non-scientific head. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i didn't do any of that i just i just talked to him for like i don't even know what i said to him like can i blow the whistle can you take a picture of me can you you know i didn't even i didn't my my wife was she didn't she wasn't interested in that she was waiting for me down there by the you know by the entrance or whatever okay
2: so they let you so the whistle blew while the train was not going
0: yes my i got to blow the whistle
2: so you're saying we were robbed?
0: I think so. I mean, it might have been out of, it might have been out of steam when you were there, but I definitely got to pull the whistle, pull the string for the whistle.
2: That's awesome. Well, I will go and make sure I blow the whistle next. I don't care if I blow the whistle; but I just want to, <laughs> you know, let my kid do it. Um, that's fascinating. So we were told the whistle will not blow because there's no steam pent up to need to let the whistle go.
0: Maybe at the at that time, I can imagine because. I mean I went in February and I don't know that doesn't make much of a difference because it was down for maybe a month at that time it closed in January I yeah think.
2: that wouldn't make a difference I think mean, it's either going or not going yeah. so that's so funny so to me like I said I'm not a scientific person I'm a literary person so if somebody tells me something scientific I'm like great your word is God
0: yeah um, what else did I do uh, Just I guess just oh I asked him if I could do the bell if I could ring the bell and he said no yeah, and I was like, "What?" Well, he said, "No." Yeah, they they weren't they weren't letting him ring the ring the bell at the time. He said that's it's because it's uh, a. I was like, "Yeah, you always I always hear that sound around the you know on Main Street or wherever I am with the railroad, and it's just so awesome." And he goes, "Yeah, we want to keep that kind of special." And I don't know if that was it's because it's like
2: Pavlov's it was- dog. Like you hear the bell and you're like, "Oh, let's go get on the train."
0: <laughs> no, I know. Yeah,
2: <sighs> that's funny.
0: But what, what what blew my mind and i know i know we're a little bit off topic but what blew my mind is i was seeing the line for haunted mansion didn't realize it was that long at the time so i asked one of the engineers i said hey where do i get in line for this and he goes you know the railroad's closed right and i was like well yeah i want to go blow the whistle or go on the other side of the tracks where do i stand in line for that he goes there is no line this is it and i went up there like why is there nobody waiting in line <laughs> for this awesome experience i was like Shocked and excited that there was no line at the same time. I didn't know what to feel, you know, because there was like nobody up there. It was isn't, like a, 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 a couple. Isn't that
2: funny? Well, when Crazy. we were there, I mean, admittedly, it was a very, it was one of, if you're going to go to Disneyland and you want to do a lot of stuff and you're not going to cry if there's a couple rides closed down for refurb, you need to go the week after. Labor Day. but So we were there on a super dead day, admittedly. But we were up there and we talked to the engineer for a good 15 minutes and not a single person was even in line to take a picture.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing.
2: I don't think people know. I, I went and took like, oh my gosh, it's such a nightmare to go through, but I took like 400 pictures of the Lily Bell and nobody Dang. was around. Nice. And did I ever want to ride the Lily Bell when it was operational? Not really. <laughs> like we never bothered going to get our ticket or anything like that um but now that it's gone i'm like oh i really wish i could be in there
0: that's one of our goals is to record from the lily bell they say you can't they won't let you but yeah we'll figure out a way to do it we'll figure it out yeah i think when we're there that's so funny they can't let
2: you Thing is so funny at this point so this is the you know the huge difference between like Disneyland and Universal. Disneyland, you know, you get your ride photos like from Splash Mountain or Screamin' or whatever and everybody's up there just taking a picture of the screen. Nobody's going to buy the pictures. Yeah. And, um, at Universal, they have all these signs like you cannot take pictures of the screen. Like, (laughs) because they're so hard up and, um, it's so funny. So, how really are they going to control when everybody has mobile devices, like not recording on the lily bell? Right. Exactly.
0: This, or like, he has a uh, the GoPro, could just do that. You know, take yeah. a little video of it, and then yep. screenshot it or something, or they take a take a there whole video go. of your entire ride. You know, exactly, which you've done, which you have done a few times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I need a GoPro. Well, I, I don't know. I would feel silly probably wearing it on my head because I'm a girl, but um, I have put my cell phone in great peril many times trying to get pictures.
0: Nice. We did, we did one together. Well, we did it on uh, the swing, the Silly Symphony oh, yeah, the swings. swings. Actually, I did that with my phone. You had your GoPro for the other, your other view. The video. And then you did one on uh, Matterhorn. Which is yes. on YouTube? It's on our page. We need to get, we need to update our YouTube page.
2: <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'll have to watch the Matterhorn one. Did you say you did one on Space Mountain?
0: Uh, no, we did one on, on the Silly Symphony swings.
2: Oh, Silly Symphony swing. I'm sorry, it did it cut out a little bit. Um, that's a good one. That yeah. would make me dizzy.
0: That was a fun ride to do. I, that's one of my favorite rides. It's underrated. I love that ride. And I. It think is
2: underrated. My kids super love it.
0: My. I, my daughter, I think, will hopefully be tall enough. I can take her on the little tandem one. I think she, I think she can. So that will be fun. I think she'll love that.
2: That is fun.
0: My wife won't go. I
2: love the tandem seats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Autopia. all the tandem stuff, I can take her on. That is gonna. I mean, obviously, all the Fantasyland rides, we're gonna take her on, but Autopia and stuff. Oh, well, it's can't amazing. Do.
2: How many things your kids can do when they are babies? Because I mean, two is still a baby. You know, you can take her on anything basically that does not have a height limit.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: And so, like people be like, "Oh, why would you bother taking Jamison? She's my younger. Um, you know, she's just a baby. She's not even gonna know." But you know what? That kid screamed bloody murder. The whole time she was at home. And at Disneyland, she was happy as a clam. So I took her all the time. But, um, you, you know, I would nurse her on Pirates. And, you know, I would nurse her on pa- Haunted Mansion. And you can just take them everywhere. You just can't take them on, you know, Space Mountain or Tower of Terror. And then for that, you just get a rider switch. So I would absolutely take a baby anytime, a toddler anytime to Disneyland. There
0: you go. Yeah, my, my thing is I'm taking her on Mickey's Fun Wheel. The swinging. You one. know
2: what? <laughs> I hope she likes it. My son has vertigo. Um, the funny thing is, like um, the swings freak him out. When we made him go on the rocking swings one time with my mom, he was screaming like, "I hate you! I hate you!" and he was curled up in the fetal position. Oh wow. god! And and at me and his grandmother, um, and he won't go back on it. But to me, they're kind of boring. Um, but he doesn't mind screaming. That doesn't matter. Like he can go on tell for screaming all day. Um, but Tower of Terror makes him sick. So it's really funny, hmm. like the difference in kids. So he has severe vertigo, and um, something set him off there, and some things don't. But a little two-year-old, if she gets used to it, she'll love it her whole life.
0: Yeah, I think she's. I think she'll love it because she likes. I mean, this is on a different scale. Like she likes carousels where I see a lot of kids crying on and then she actually rode a real pony where I saw kids crying about her age and once she got on I'm like here we go maybe she'll cry. She got on and started moving up and down you know the the saddle and it was just she smiled ear to ear the entire pony ride. I was like alright she's her father's daughter for sure <laughs>
2: so. oh yeah for sure and you know the thing is like Disneyland is so crazy loud and I know that kids that have you know maybe sensory issues or something can't handle it but most kids will just it like relaxes them in a very strange way it's like the bustle and the excitement It they just kind of tune into it and they're so like happy to be there happy to try the, the things that you would think like oh they would never do that um so you just kind of have to not cut things out for them you don't say oh do you want to go on haunted mansion it's kind of scary you don't tell them it's scary they no don't way. know it's scary <laughs> yeah. no you way. know yeah. they don't they only they're only scared because you told them that they're supposed to be right. so you just take them on it you know my daughter went on the haunted mansion from two months old on and she was never scared of it
0: oh yeah yeah she's not gonna know she she likes you know i think i'm hoping she's gonna like that stuff um, showing her a video yeah. on YouTube I don't think is going to be the same effect so she, I'm not going to expect her to have that I think maybe on on Pirates when it gets dark but only maybe maybe she'll love it or, and hate Small World or something I don't know
2: <laughs> right yeah that's so funny yeah they might hate like you know the happy little guys on you know Small World <laughs> and not be scared of the skeletons with the stuff dripping off them exactly you never know
0: alright um do you want to talk any, any more about the uh, what's in in the book?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, the first part is really just what I would call common sense. Like, like if anybody ever is interested in like Dave Ramsey kind of thing, like I don't really enjoy him because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, people should be saving money and not be in debt, you know. So um, to me, it's common sense. But On the other hand, we get used to you know so many luxuries on the middle-class income like you know people constantly are going to Starbucks and spending six bucks on a drink and then they tip a buck or two you your so you're talking about like seven or eight dollars just on coffee you can make that at home with organic coffee and like grass-fed cream you know and you can make it for like less than a buck um, so we get used to crazy luxuries that are not normal and then we think that we can't afford actual luxuries like vacations. Um, like when I was in my 20s, we I never went on a vacation because I worked an hourly job and if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. Um, but looking back, I spent a lot of money during that time too. You know, I spent a lot of money on dinners out. I spent a lot of money on fast food. I spent a lot of money on, you know, beer, wine, cigarettes kind of things. And I probably, if I wanted to go somewhere... I probably could have even on an hourly wage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so to me, it's just, you know, there's some people like in our town, baseball's a big thing, obviously, because we have the Diamondbacks. <laughs> and so our kids did the Little League, which is no big deal. It's like, you know, 150 bucks so it's spring or whatever. Um, and that's reasonable. But, you know, a lot of parents are into the Travel ball, and that costs probably 600 or or $1,000 a month. But then they say, oh, well, we can't go on vacation. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you probably could if you, wasn't, if you weren't <laughs> making your kids play baseball for 30 hours a week, you know. Um, so there's all sorts of things that we do now that if, you know, your grandmother heard what you spent money on, she would flip out, <laughs> roll in her grave, whatever, whether she's alive or not, um, that we can rein it in. If you're if you're really if your goal is to show your family amazing things they've never seen and to me that's Disneyland, even though my family has seen it a lot, it's still amazing to us. Um, you can find a, a way to afford it. there's there are not that many people who can't actually afford it if they don't let everything else go.
0: Yeah yeah. And I'm part. I'm part of that. You know, I buy the coffee, and I also make it at home. I. I don't know. I. I, I do both things. It's kind of weird, but I do too. <laughs> I should probably cut that. Yeah, down. but let's
2: say let's say you don't. It, let's say you cut it out completely. Like if you add it up, like it's more shocking if you add it up per year. Yeah. So even if you only do it a weekly, like six bucks a week, or let's say you get a cheap one, and it's only four bucks a week. Four bucks a week times fifty weeks. That's 200
0: bucks. What could you do at Disneyland with 200 bucks? You could pretty much buy two day-use tickets. Very you know, true. If you do it five days a week like I do, that's going to... That's going to even be worse. You do, well, do you really? You do it five I, I, days a week? No. I, I buy the coffee probably three, two to three times, but then I make it at home. Mine's more about time. Like, if, I'm, if I have a day off... Or if I, I have all mixed around hours, if I have to close that night, I'll make it at home easily. Um, but my, my more thing is just to, because I, I run out of time in the morning because I have a lot to do. And then I got to drop the, the baby off and then go to work. And then sometimes I don't always have time to make it at home. So I'll stop somewhere okay. on the way.
2: So think of how much more money you would save if you bought a coffee pot with a timer and you made it the night before. And you woke up and it's like sitting there ready for you.
0: Yeah, I'm stubborn. I, I have a <laughs> I have a latte maker and I can't go back to the regular stuff now.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I would I don't know. I would suck it up. I would suck it up and go to Disneyland more. But that's me. So that's kinda of the whole point of the book. I'm crazy. Like, you know, I'm very proud of my reviews on the book because I did not buy any of them. <laughs> so some of them are like, Well, if all you want to do to go to Disneyland, then buy this book and I'm like, Yeah, that's kinda of the point of it is most people with kids, their goal is to get to Disneyland or Disney World. Um, so this shows you how you can actually do it, and you don't have to do it, like, super cheap. Like, I've heard people say it like, the Super 8. Like, you don't need to stay at the Super 8. You know, you can stay at another hotel for the same price or you're pretty close to it and not worry to take, you know, bed bugs home to your house that you have to spend $3,000 fumigating. So, to me, it's just just fun. It's just fun to challenge myself. Like how how much can we save just and just totally put it to Disneyland where it doesn't even make a dent in my budget.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do a little bit of adding up now that I'm thinking about it and see what I can. Yeah, just multiply I can actually save. anything <laughs> you
2: do per week by at least fifty. You know, fifty weeks, and then. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can live with that. And sometimes it's shocking. You know, do you go out to dinner every week? For us, um, because I was a waitress for like 15 years. My husband was a bartender for at least that long. We love trying everything at restaurants. We want to have appetizers, dessert, cocktails, everything. And so it costs us at least $100 to take our family to dinner. So the fewer times I can do that, the more times I can go to Disneyland.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's a just really quick. I know this is not about saving money, but did you ever go to Trader Sam's when you were there at Disneyland?
2: Oh, oh yeah, we love Trader Sam's. So we've only gone to Trader Sam's when we stayed at Disneyland Hotel, which is I don't know like five or six times. And um, it is super fun. Like I drag my kids in there from the Disneyland Hotel pool mm-hmm. to show them how awesome it is. Because <laughs> like when they pull the beers, the teeny eyes light up, and it's super fun. Um, so I love Trader Sam's, and one good thing about Trader Sam's, if you want to do it cheaper, is that they serve doubles. So you could say, "I want a double Bloody Mary," and it's like a buck or two more. Nice.
0: So that would save you. That a lot would money be, the- yeah. My my point was just like you know, if you save up for that, you can do more stuff like that. Because you mentioned in your book that you'd want to try, and you mentioned food earlier, is bringing sandwiches and and, and your own you know stuff that you might leave dissatisfied if you don't get some of the stuff that's there
2: yes it just it depends what's important to you like um we went to Disneyland with my sister last year um or two years ago with my um she has four kids she's from California she went to Disneyland the same amount of times as I did when she was little but now they live in Pennsylvania and so she really wanted her youngest who was turning five to experience Disneyland because they don't live here And we just tried to have a super cheap exhibit. So we packed a bunch of sandwiches. Um, We just, we didn't buy anything except our park tickets that day. And it was so fun because we knew that's what our plan was. And that we knew our goal was to let Naomi, my little niece have like the perfect Disneyland day experience. Um, So we wanted to get her on as many rides as possible. We wanted to be able to afford to get her family of six in, you know, and not spend a lot of money on food and not waste a lot of time sitting down or waiting in line to get the food. And it was a perfect day. Um, but, like my family, the way we're used to touring is enjoying the things that are at Disneyland. So I save money in other places at home, mm-hmm. so that when we go to Disneyland, I can go to the Cove Bar, I can go to the Wine Country Touria, I can go to Blue Bayou if I want, because I know that I save money elsewhere. So it depends what's important to you, but you will be really not happy with your day if you said, "Well, let's just save money. We'll stay at the Super Eight. We'll pack sandwiches, and we'll just get into Disneyland." And if that, if the important thing to you is not just getting into Disneyland, you're going to be like, "Yeah, it's not that great."
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, got to. Like, my my. What's important to me is doing things I mean this is just everywhere if I go somewhere if I go to New York or if I go to you know Hollywood I want to try different I mean I like food I should be on the Food Network and try different things because those guys make me jealous <laughs> that they when they travel like Trader Sam's has great food they have great drinks and I love both of them a little, little pricey but you know like you said if you can save other in other places then that's what's important to me is to try different things at different places
2: Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, for me, I need a perfectly clean hotel. If it's gross at all, I am flipping out, calling all the other (laughs) hotels, saying, I need a room tonight. (laughs) Um, So we found our favorite few hotels, and we stick with them, and we do not deviate. Because one time we stayed at one hotel on Harbor Boulevard, and I thought I was going to die. Because roaches, (laughs) while my daughter was, like, in the bathroom, were, like, trying to crawl on her toes. And, (laughs) um... So important to me, maybe not important to some people, but I would think like there's a difference between just a place to lay your head and infested. Um, So it's not like I need to stay at the Grand Californian all the time. I like the Grand Californian. It's great. But it's not a priority. If I find a good rate, yes, we might stay there. But most of the time we're going to stay at the consistent place that I can find a good price at that's going to drop right before my trip and I can save more money, <laughs> you know, the Grand California, once you're locked in, it's fairly unlikely it's going to drop. Um, but I've saved, you know, at least 100 or $200 just checking the rates again right before my trip. But whatever is important to you, that's what you have to figure out. If it's not even important you go to go to Disneyland, don't go. <laughs> you know? Um, but obviously, anybody listening here is going to be super interested in Disneyland. So um, just decide what the importance parts are if churros all day are important to you save for that Um, if you want to go a lot you know save for an annual pass whatever Um, so it's just a know thyself kind of thing
0: exactly we have a a couple of shout outs uh, from Instagram here on our episode here I I put it out there of how how you what you do to save money Uh, JPity23 writes and he's our conductor too so I should just say that one way I would save money is using my AP discount for everything, plus some discounts f- uh, for using Chase Disney Chase at D23 and D23 membership cards. So, yeah. I guess the annual pass is, what, 10% everywhere you go? Is that every an- annual
2: pass? Um,
3: Mine is 20% a, and 15%.
2: Yeah. So, he'll get 15% on food and 20% on merchandise. I get 10% across the board. Um, the D23 that has several... It's for the gold membership only. There's like one or two for the free membership. But that's like 70 or $80 a year. And so if you're into D23, then yes, you get all these extra discounts. But if that's not your thing, I would never buy a D23 membership just to get the discount. Oh, yeah. Does he, that make
0: sense? He's into it, though, yeah. I, I, it makes sense for yeah, him. Yeah, if he's
2: into it, then he's there. He's there at the conventions. He's there, you know, and he's getting the stuff from the D23. You get a really cool little, you know, gift pack when you get the membership. But um, And the discounts, if you're going to the parks as well, are definitely very good if you hit the, you know, the, the shops and uh, restaurants that have the discounts. Um, but just for the passerby, D23 is a little tricky.
0: <laughs> that would be me, because I've never been to one. So,
2: yeah, yeah, I have the free membership, so I get emails all the time. I kind of want to go next year, but I don't know. Because my thing is, I'm not like Disney crazy in general. I'm kind of Disneyland specific. Like, I love Disneyland, but I'm not just like always like, let's watch Disney movies all day, you know? So... <laughs>
0: yeah um, I, most of my love is Disneyland I do like you know Disney movies and whatnot, but my number one I would say overall is Disneyland and then Disney in general can come after that whatever it is So yeah so <clears throat> we also have uh T I T X I I think that's how you say it I don't know some of the names I, I don't know how to read them but on Instagram this person knows who they are I'll tag them anyway hmm <laughs> Uh, I love this topic, (laughs) and I'm on vacation in the park right now, visiting from Portland. Nice. Yeah, awesome. First is always bringing plenty of food with us. Flying here three nights equals about half my checked bags being food, so I guess they pack an extra bag full of food. Let's see, when we return, the food will be gone, so I was right. And I'll have room for souvenirs. This trip is the first time we bought bottles of water, brought bottles of water from home. Refill at the hotel or water fountains. I guess that's really good, just go around filling up your water bottle and you save all that money as well, here and there, little by little. See, kids sometimes complain about the different tasting water, so we got the Mio drops, water flavoring, and that worked like a charm. For a three-night visit, we came Saturday through Tuesday instead of Thursday through Sunday because Sunday and Monday are much cheaper for the hotel, so... Looking forward to hearing... That's a
2: really, really smart choice because Sunday and Tuesday are going to be exponentially sometimes cheaper. So that's really good. Just to delay your trip one day could make a huge difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you guys mess around with the calendars on like Disneyland hotels, like the resort hotels, just to see what happens?
0: All the time. I do it on Expedia all the time. And all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you just, you know, you change your dates like, okay, let's start, you know, September 28th. Okay, well, what happens if I move to September 29th? You Mm -hmm. know, because even the annual pass holder calendar, it gets wiped out within like, you know, 10 days. So you just kind of have to go day by day. But um, you make just a huge difference. And to me, I've just kind of narrowed it down. I just go by the isitpack.com on um on the Disneyland days if it says it's yep, like it's packed or forget about it, then you know your hotel's gonna be probably a hundred bucks. Fifty you know, fifty dollars more if it's on harbor, at least a hundred or hundred and fifty more if it's a resort hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be more on the days that it's planned to be busy.
0: Exactly. So yeah, good tip. He said looking forward to hearing your tips this week, so Um, Also on Instagram, we have Ladybugs1931, which says we buy a loaf of boating bread from the Pacific Wharf in California uh, Adventure and snack on it all day. We also discovered that a lot of sit-down restaurants have loungers you can purchase appetizers to share at reasonable prices. Examples, Carthay Circle, restaurant Golden Vine Winery, and Steakhouse 55 at the Disneyland Hotel. So Nice. Yeah, that's an easy way to
2: take advantage of the cool... You know more expensive restaurants is just go to the bars go to the lounges and they all have the appetizer and drink menus and even at like napa rose you can get a three dollar scoop of ice cream which sounds like not a big deal but it's super fancy like really well garnished (laughs) so it looks like more than it is um you know the beers are comparable the wines are comparable to anywhere else in the park you can choose the super expensive ones but you could choose you know, from among the cheaper things, or you can just get a soda water, whatever, and you can still sit in the luxurious place without spending $200, $250 on dinner.
0: Yeah, I would say definitely the steakhouse is like that. They have that little lounge area. Same with the Carté Circle, the little lounge area. Yeah. You know, you want to buy... You, like you said, if you don't want to spend money on the food, you can at least sit there and enjoy the atmosphere. It's always that's, nice. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, from Facebook, we have Bryant. Uh, many many portions served are large enough to share. One order, chicken... I cannot read this word. <laughs> Fus, fusilli. I, I can't... Uh, I, I couldn't read that one. I don't either. know what that oh, okay. word is. Sorry, Bryant. Uh, pasta. Either way, it's pasta. And two side salads at Red Rockets Pizza Port. For filling... a uh, Filling dinner for two. Also, free ice water at counter service locations can save tons on bottled water, which... I have heard that as, as a tip here and there, as the, and obviously we talked about it earlier too, so cups of water.
2: I and mean, It is really serious, but the funny thing is, you know, Anaheim water is disgusting. It tastes like chlorine with like an undertone of sewer. It really does. <laughs> so you have to be like fine with that, which I totally am. But like my son is the water connoisseur. He can tell the difference between like the <laughs> Sonny and Nestle and Arrowhead, I swear. So he will be like, "Mommy, please, I like won't get ice cream later if you just buy me a water. I'm like, I'll just buy you water. Just stop. Like he will just do anything not to have that ice water at Anaheim. Um, and it's bad. Like if you've ever brushed your teeth in the hotel bathrooms, you know how bad it is. Um, so it's iced badness. Um, if you can get the Bengal barbecue to give you a lemon wedge, or if you can get like the, what's the one that's by the boardwalk, um, in California, which is the paradise grill or whatever, they usually have lemon wedges to go with their, uh, Mediterranean food. It will make the water taste much better, but it depends if you get a nice cast member or not, cause sometimes yeah. they're kind of, you know,
0: or the meal on
2: the lemon little meal thing that yeah.
0: like this guy said. That's, that's awesome. Plus you get energy, right? You know, energy. You can buy the energy ones, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, they are oh, they not yeah. all energy? Mm-mm. Well, well, I should go buy some EO and and learn about it because I don't know anything. I just know what it is. And... Yeah,
2: if you don't mind the drops, like I don't. That's why the thing is, I'm so picky. Like I don't like what's in the drops, but then I'll like buy the soda later which is silly. So um, we don't use the drops, but um, a lot of people love them. I guess it just makes it kind of taste like crystal light, which is way better than the Anaheim water taste. So yep. totally go for that. <laughs>
0: That's funny That's all the list But Sherry Meals
2: Yeah like he also I don't remember what his name is What is his name? Bryant Okay so he said Sherry Meals The portions are huge Like just like anywhere you go In you know the United States It's going to be way too much food So if you order a whole meal per person You're going to throw a lot of it away um, so it's better to split things and then be like, "Oh, hey, let's go get an ice cream bar," or, you know, whatever. If you're still a little bit hungry. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think I heard at the Blue Bayou, if you if you share, you pay a little bit extra to share your meal with somebody. And I know the Monte Cristo is something that I can never ever finish. Yeah, true. Not that I it go depends, there all the time. It
2: actually. At the Cafe Orleans, if you split a plate for the Monte Cristo, let's say, they're supposed to charge you four bucks. But what they do is they give you two plates, like, my say, my son and I are splitting it. Each of them will have the little side of grapes, which at the Cafe Orleans, that's all it comes with is just grapes. So he'll have half a Monte Cristo and grapes. I'll have half a Monte Cristo and grapes. And they're supposed to charge you four bucks. But if you, and then at Blue Bayou, like, same thing, except for they have a better garnish, not grapes. Um, Usually more fruit. And your um, order comes with a super salad. And so if you ask to split a plate, they will bring you, like, say my son and I splitting a Monte Cristo there again for $8 more. I would get, um, he would get a half a plate of Monte Cristo plus all the garnish plus a super salad. I would get the same. And that would cost me $12 at Blue Bayou and $4 at Cafe Orleans. Hmm. But... If I just say, I want to share it, just bring me an extra plate, not split. So that's like the secret word. Don't say split, say share. So if I say, I just want to share it with my son, just bring me an extra plate. Then they'll bring me my normal full-size Monte Cristo with the fruit. They'll bring me my super salad, one. And then they'll bring me one extra plate. And they won't charge me at all. So I can just hand him half or three quarters of the sandwich and whatever he wants to eat of the other stuff, and that costs nothing more.
1: Nice. There you go. Now,
2: <laughs> so at Blue Bayou, if you say I want to share it, just bring me an extra plate, not split it, which means everybody gets identical everything except for split the entree in half. Then you get just twelve bucks. Um, if you do that at the Cafe Orleans, it depends on the cast member. We've gone there at least half a dozen times. I've never been charged a $4 split plate fee, and I split every single time. Hmm. Um, but we order other stuff, too. So my, so if you're just, you know, let's say four teenagers going in saying, oh, let's we just want to share one Monte Cristo. Yes, they will probably charge you four bucks per person. Right. Um, but if you are grown-ups who they know will tip you, and some of them are ordering regular entrees, I have never been charged. So that's another way to get into the Blue Bayou when you wouldn't normally pass it up, because like you said, the Monte Cristo is a monster, yeah. and really eating more than half of it makes you feel gross to walk <laughs> around after that. So just go to the Blue Bayou, pay your 27 bucks for the Monte Cristo, ask t- to share it, and they will bring you an extra plate and you will have the Monte Cristo plus the fruit garnish plus a soup or salad to share between two people for twenty seven bucks. So you obviously have to tip at least twenty percent, right? And you're Always. gonna have tax. <laughs> but before tax and tip, you're talking about thirteen fifty per person, which is not bad. That's comparable to just walking up and grabbing a hamburger.
0: Plus you get a way better atmosphere in my opinion. Yeah. Way
2: better atmosphere And always get the water table And the hostesses I'm sorry This is the one Like beef I have With Disneyland They never Quote you A correct time They will always Quote you A completely random time That's always crazy And you will never Wait that long Ever
0: It's like the line times
2: I don't It's I think they just like To turn people away Like it's It's painful I just You know And like I said After working in the residence industry for so long I just kind of look at them like really you know it's going to be 10 minutes like <laughs> but they'll say oh it's going to be 120 minutes and you can't go within 20 feet you know of the little buzzer like right we're going to go ride big thunder <laughs> we'll be right back That's funny. Oh
0: man. all right then I guess before we get out of here do you want to tell everyone where you uh, get your book and
2: Um, The name of my book is Disneyland on a budget, and the tagline is how our family spends 30 days a year at Disneyland without breaking the bank. And I will, by the time this airs, there will be a brand new 2016 updated version with about 10,000 new words, um, so I think over 50,000 words about saving money at Disneyland, and all new pricing that matches at least through September of 2016. Um, and even if you're not a super Disney fan, you can find ways to save money. If you think you can never go to Disneyland, you'll find ways to get there. And if you are a Disney World person, I'm not sure why you're listening to a Disney podcast, <laughs> but welcome, and um, you can save money, too, for your Disney World vacation.
0: I think we do have some Disney World listeners, actually, speaking of which. A couple. couple of Disney World listeners, and I think they, I think they just love the the Disney talk, so... We appreciate that. Yeah. We, we love it, too. We love the listeners, but we don't talk about Disney World because we've never been, so I don't want to speak on it and not knowing anything about it, you know.
2: Yeah, well, Disneyland is just like, go, and Disney World is apparently a lot of effort to play in. Yeah, I've heard.
0: <laughs> so, I will post that uh, on our website, links, and then uh, when we post the show, I will also post links. I mean, Instagram, you can't really, but... Uh, Facebook definitely I think you can do it on Twitter I will post all that as well When we release the episode Coming on Saturday
2: Fantastic Alright
0: It was great talking to you And uh, I can't wait to read The rest of the book Because I'm going to dive into it Before my trip uh, Actually in the next couple of days Here I'm going to finish it And uh, hopefully we can do some of that stuff Before our trip Because our trip is in 10 days From this point From when the release date It's less than a week So Nice Cannot wait
2: that is fantastic. Well, check for updates in about three days. That's usually about how long Amazon takes to update it. <laughs> um, you get a little bit more information there. But have fun on your trip. That's great. Thank you. Both appreciate- of are. You, you're going at the same time. Huh? Exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get together and record. So
3: we'll see. We will.
0: <laughs> All right then.
3: All right. Thanks. Have
0: a good night.
2: Thanks so much. Have a good night. Yeah, bye.
0: All right, guys. That was Carissa Houston, uh, author of Disneyland on a Budget. Go grab that on Amazon. Uh, we'll post the links, so you just click that and purchase it right through Amazon there. And um, you're up, sir. Go ahead.
3: Um, again, check out MagicalPartnersTravel.com if you're looking to book a vacation anytime soon. They're offering free quotes for anybody who is interested. So definitely check them out. Tell them all aboard the sent you. And get that eye on the price guarantee.
0: Guarantee. Um, really quick, I want to apologize to everyone. We there was some. We're on, we're on a phone call every week for a guest. Every other week, I should say, there was some numbers pushed. Sorry about that. And then <laughs> hyperspace mountaineers got a phone call. Hey, that's what happens when you record. We're not live, anyways. Next week, we are actually going to record next week as well, because we have a guest and our trip's coming up. We're going to take that week off to go to our trip. Talk about it when we come back. But next week, um, I don't even think hyperspace mountaineers don't. Well, I can't even say your name tonight. I don't know. I don't think Hyper mail Mountain knows about this. I don't. Um, celebrations. All right. I'm Cele- ready. You are, you are going to be involved in one of those, too. I, I hope you have a great story. I have a great story. It's going to be all around great, so we'll come back next week, talk about different celebrations. Obviously, I'll post that like I do every week on so the social medias about what was your best celebration, you know? So when, once I post that, you guys can respond on the posts with what you have. no matter when it was it could have been 1955 it could be 2016 whatever whenever it was doesn't have to be just because the celebration 60th and all that which is obviously over just uh yeah let us know let us know yeah let us know so we'll see you guys in a week and uh thank you guys for listening
1: switch on the sky and the stars glow for you go see the world cause it's all so brand don't close your eyes.